Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Always just expect him to act like that because isn't that how he acts? Isn't that how he is? Right? And if you can start to have a, a mindset shift of expect them to act like that and actually just be surprised if they act like a regular reasonable person, be pleasantly surprised if they do, then it will help you with dealing with it. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about things that you should never do with a narcissist. And there are many things that you should never do with a narcissist. And remember that I have a brand new book that's coming out, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. And if you pre-order it now at slaythebully.com, you can get early access to the entire manuscript plus tons of other bonuses. So make sure you head to slaythebully.com. And also, I've got a brand new webinar that is just made for you, and you can go to Break Free From Hell to register for that. It's called Breaking Free From Hell. Take back your power emotionally, physically, spiritually. I want to help you shift that power dynamic in all ways so that you can course correct, so that you can take back your power in every single way. So go to break free from hell and start to do that today. Now, let's talk about the ways that you can start to do that today by the things that you should never do with a narcissist. So let's talk about the number one thing that you should never do with narcissists. I mean, there's so many things that you should never do with narcissists, but in particular, the main thing that you should know is that they're not regular, reasonable people. They don't think like regular, reasonable people, and they're not going to act like regular, reasonable people. And one of the things that I've come to understand is that their brains are really actually different than regular reasonable people's brains are. And in the formation of 
narcissists, when they were children, what happened was they were exposed to some kind of trauma or, you know, that fight or flight thing was going on with them and they were in survival mode at all times. You know what happens when you're in survival mode and you're constantly like, you know, when you're afraid and and those hormones are raging and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And your brain is in that mode of survival, right? So what happens is that lizard brain, that limbic brain gets coded in these certain types of chemicals. What happened when they were children is those chemicals just kept coming, right? And they were in survival mode. It really, it actually caused their brains to be soaked in these chemicals on a regular basis. It caused literally this almost sort of like brain damage in a way, but their limbic lizard brain was permanently in this state of survival all the time. And so what happens now is they grow up, they become adults, And even though the rest of their brains allows them to function normally in a certain way and interact in a certain way, when they get presented with situations that cause them to feel that they're now having to go back into survival mode, that they feel that they're now being triggered again, And they have to go back into that limbic brain mode. They're now being triggered. Now it's emotionally, they're back there and it's emotionally rage. And, you know, you see that narcissistic rage come flying out. And that's when you start to see. They go right back into where they were at that age and you see them go crazy and that's what happens to them. And so certain stimuli can cause it if they feel like they're being exposed, if they feel like they're being embarrassed, it's hard to know what might happen. But if they feel in some way that they're being slighted, any little thing that can cause it, can cause that narcissistic injury to be triggered. It can cause that narcissistic rage to come flying out and they're back there and that limbic brain and that lizard brain and there it comes, that that narcissistic rage comes flying out. And so you cannot expect a narcissist to act like a regular, reasonable person in a situation. You cannot expect them to act like you would in a situation. And so that's the number one thing that you cannot expect. You cannot expect them to act like you're going to act in a situation. And so it's the hardest thing to process. Because you constantly want to overlay reason to the situation. Why are they being like this? Why are they doing this? It's so hard to process 
that they're going to behave in a certain way. I'll never forget one time when I was practicing law and this client called me up from, she was just leaving the school bus line and she had been dropping her kids off and the dad was there, the co-parent, and they happened to meet up at Carline and there was a situation. She was like, can you believe he did this? And can you believe he did that? You know, of course she had been telling me that he had been like that for years and years and years. And I remember saying to her, yes, I can believe that he did those things. What I can't believe is that you can't believe it because isn't that how he is? You know, in other words, I wanted her to have a shift in mindset, like always just expect him to act like that because isn't that how he acts? Isn't that how he is? Right. And if you can start to have a, a mindset shift of expect them to act like that and actually just be surprised if they act like a regular, reasonable person, be pleasantly surprised if they do, then it will help you with dealing with it. Right. It will actually help you. And, and beyond helping you, it will actually start to help protect you because you're not going to be exposing yourself constantly to these surprises and you'll actually start to be able to understand the personality type more. You'll start to be able to protect yourself more. You will start to be able to understand where and when you can document this more. I actually have a whole video on YouTube on five rules for surviving relationships with narcissists. I highly recommend that you check that out because you definitely want to be able to survive relationships with narcissists. That will definitely help you as well. But the number one thing that you can really, really do for yourself is understand that they're not regular, reasonable people. And so they're not going to act like that. They're not going to be that. And and so stop being victim to it. The faster that you can stop yourself from, they did this to me and they acted like that to me and I... I'm in this situation because of them and they made me feel and blah, blah, blah. Because every time you say he made me feel, she made me feel, you are putting yourself in the situation of being a victim. And the more you can start to see that, the faster you can turn it around and make yourself into a victor the faster you can decide that you are a victor. And you know what the the root of the word decide is? It's actually side, which is to kill, to cut off. And, And once you decide, you're actually cutting off any other possibilities. And you actually get to choose what your future is going to be. You actually can choose where it is that you're going. You actually can choose what your future is going to look like. And there's such a redemptive power in that. You actually get to choose what your future is going to be and shift your mindset in that way. 
and and stop thinking that they're going to change and stop thinking that anything is going to be different with them because it's not they're not able to be rehabilitated. They're not going to change. And so stop thinking that they're going to be regular, reasonable people because they're not. Forget about getting them to acknowledge you. Forget about getting them to see your side. Forget about getting them to see what kinds of things you did for them because they're not going to. I mean, you don't, you're not going to get closure out of them, unfortunately. It's so unsatisfying. I know. Believe me, I know. But forget about whatever the past is. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for whatever happened in the past and give yourself your own closure and just move forward from here and understand who it is that you're dealing with and make an agreement with yourself that you understand the personality type that you're dealing with and and take care of yourself you know you understand what it is that you're dealing with you cannot take it personally because hurt people hurt people you know narcissists were hurt people long ago and they cannot be changed at this point. So understand the personality type that you're dealing with. Understand that that's what happened to them. Understand that there is a certain type of strategy that you're going to have to employ in order to negotiate with them in a powerful way. Understand that there is a certain type of leverage that you're going to have to create in order to deal with them in a powerful way. And that's part of my whole slay methodology, strategy, leverage, anticipate, and focus on you. And that's a whole other conversation. But you can do this. You absolutely can do this. And you're going to put that in the comments right now. I can do this because you can. You absolutely can. But you know, the number one thing that you should never do with narcissists is think that you can interact with them like a regular reasonable person and think that they're going to be a regular reasonable person. So just stop yourself every single time you think, why are they acting like this? And how come they're not doing this? And da, da, da. Every time you think that, stop yourself and think, because they're not, because they're not, they're just not. They don't think like you, they don't act like you, they're not going to. So stop yourself from thinking that way because they're not going to be like you, right? And the faster that you can get there, the faster that you can understand that, the faster that you're going to be able to help yourself, the faster you're going to stop being a victim, the faster that you're going to start being a victim tour because you will slay this. You will slay your negotiations. You will slay your life. So let's talk about that toxic personality and what to never do when you are dealing with them. You know, and hey, I just want to say something about this. If you have already done some of these things, do not beat yourself up over it. Okay. Wherever you are now is where you can begin, right? Right now is your jumping off point. And it's never too late unless you actually give up. I just want to kind of say 
before I get going with this, that if you're sitting there going, oh my God, I already did that. Don't beat yourself up over it. You can always make that ground back up. You know, today is a new day. Okay. So let's talk about this. So the first thing I want you to never do with narcissists is expect them to be loyal to you because they're only loyal to looking out for number one, and that's themselves, not anybody else in the world. And there's a lot of reasons for it. And and I do want to say something else with this. You know, a lot of times in my videos, I'll say, you know, this is why they are like that. This is why they look out for number one. This is why they don't have the ability to, you know, have any care, compassion or sympathy or empathy for others. And I've heard some of you say like, oh, you're like defending them. I am not defending them. Let me just make sure that like very clear about that. I'm simply helping you to understand the psyche of the personality so that you can stop beating your head against the brick wall. And if you've watched my videos, you also know that I have said like beating your head against a brick wall would actually be more satisfying because at least the brick wall is not actively trying to manipulate you, gaslight you, and take you down, which is what narcissists try to do, especially if they don't think that you're for them anymore. Because remember with the narcissist, you're either for them or against them. And if you're against them, they see you as public enemy number one, and they want to take you down before you take them down. No matter what they say, even if they have said, I'll always be there for you. I will never let you down. Most of the time when they say those kinds of things, it's future faking. It's not necessarily because they actually feel that way. It's because they want you to come off of whatever it is that you're trying to hold them accountable for. And if you want to know more about future faking, you can definitely check out my video on that topic. Don't expect loyalty, not from a narcissist. All right. So another thing never to do with narcissists is to explain, justify, or overshare. And what I mean by that is when you are negotiating with them, when you are emailing with them, when you're texting with them, it's very, very common to want to defend yourself, to want to explain, to want to take everything point by point and go, that's not right. And that's a lie. And how would you say that? And how could you believe that? And how could you say those things knowing all the things I've done for you? And you want to point out all of your contributions and your accomplishments and all the things that you've done for that person. So for you, don't try to justify, explain, or or overshare because you're not going to get anywhere with that. So I stick with just the facts, ma'am or sir. Just respond to the things that you need to respond to. And to the rest of it, you can just say, I deny your allegations. I'm in receipt of your email. I deny your allegations. And here's the one thing that I needed to respond to and leave it at that. I call it tactical responses. Just never explain, justify, or overshare. The next thing never to do is to expect them to change. I mean, I guess there are stories out there of narcissists who have changed and who have really done the inward work that they need to do. And it's just so rare that if you sit around waiting for that, you're going to be disappointed. And they'll probably be taking advantage of you along the way as they do it. 
So um, especially if you're negotiating with them, you definitely don't want to like be taken in by that. Because if they act like they've changed, it's probably just a manipulation and a move. Maybe it's a Hoover or a future fake or something like that in order to try to get you to, you know, be back into their web of control. So don't expect that. So number four is never expect them to take responsibility for their actions. Not really. I mean, if they need to in order to manipulate you, then they might. But for the most part, it's deny, project, and deflect, you know, lie. They'll do that too. They don't want to have to take responsibility for their actions because then that is less of themselves, right? And they don't have a sense of self. It's already very fragile. So by having to take responsibility, they feel like they're being exposed and they don't want that. And and if you want to know more about what happens when you expose a narcissist, check out my video on that topic too. The next one is never to give them ammunition. In other words, don't do things that make it easy for them to make you a target, you know, like get super emotional, get angry. You know, I was just talking to somebody recently where the wife is bipolar and she wasn't on her meds and she was kicking and hitting the husband and pushing him and doing all of these things to him. And as a response, because he was angry, he like broke a table. Well, now she had something on him, right? And so don't give them ammunition. Never, ever, ever do that. So number six is never justify or defend their behavior. Don't make excuses for them. Don't allow yourself to go, well, they had a horrible childhood or they're really stressed out at work or whatever it is that's going on with them because it's never a good excuse to be abusive or abusive to somebody, whether it's physical or emotional or whatever, psychological abuse, whatever form of abuse they're inflicting on other people, it's just never okay. And there's a lot of people out there who've had just the same kinds of horrible things happen to them and they're not abusive to other people. Never justify or defend their behavior because that that's not good for you and it's not good for them. And it just enables it. So never do that. Number seven is... Never get into the mud with them. Once they trigger you, once they, they're trying to goad you, they're goading you to try to get down into the mud with them. And that's not going to get you anywhere. When you're trying to say you're in a lawsuit and they file something and you file something and you're back and forth. And now, you know, the only person who benefits from that are the people who are in the system, lawyers and people like that. Otherwise, you guys don't. You never get anywhere with that. So never get into the mud with them. Instead, create strategy and leverage so that you can come out of this thing unscathed, which is what I teach you. So make sure you follow me because of that. Okay, next is don't ever get sucked in by the Hoover or the love bomb. So when you start to walk away, when you start to create those boundaries and you're saying, okay, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now I'm seeing what's going on and I want to get out of this thing or I want to start handling this in a way that's powerful and productive. 
that's when they might start to hoover you and they might start to love bomb you and they might start to come back. And I do have videos on both of those topics as well if you want to know more about that. But they're going to come back in and start trying to use all of the the charming wiles that they used in order to get you into their little web of control in the first place and never get sucked into that. All right. And the next one is similar, which is never fall for the future fake. When you're, you're trying to get them to be held accountable for something or you're not liking their behavior in some way or they didn't do something they suppo- were supposed to do or they did do something and they start telling you that things are going to be great and everything's going to be different and you'll see and, and blah, 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 whatever. That's the future fake and never fall for that. And the last thing never to do with narcissists is never put anything in writing that they could possibly use against you as your lawyer. I have to tell you this, joking, but not joking. I mean, seriously, You have to remember that everything you put your hand to is a potential trial exhibit, whether it's in a business situation or a personal or family law situation. Every text, every email, every social media post is a potential trial exhibit. So if you don't want to potentially see it again in a court of law, then do not hit send and do not hit post. Okay, so let's go. 10 things. Are you ready? So number one, never do this with with narcissists. You better be careful. Never do this. Never, never expect loyalty from a narcissist, right? I mean, here's the thing. It's so hard because like they tell you that they're the most loyal person. They're going to tell you, oh, I'm so, I'm so devoted to you. And they, they come on so strong at the beginning, right? They come on like, oh, you're my soulmate. Even if it's a business relationship, that's how they come on. You know, like we have never been so more well suited for each other. I can't believe where have you been all my life, but never expect loyalty because they're only loyal to themselves because they have no inner sense of value. So they're always chasing that external source of supply. They need someone to validate them all the time. They need something or someone or that external source of validation. And when you're that insecure constantly, they're never going to be loyal. They don't think highly enough of themselves to be loyal. They're not even loyal to themselves, really. So you can't expect them to be loyal to you. Okay, they, their word means nothing. So don't expect loyalty. Never, ever do that with narcissists, right? So be careful. You know what else you should never do with narcissists? Number two, never justify yourself. Never try to like explain, never try to make excuses and justify because they're never going to go, oh, you know what? You're right. Now I believe you. Now I give in. Now I see your side. I wasn't going to, but now I do. That's never going to happen. It's not going to go that way. So what are you doing? Where do you think this is going? Come on, you know better than that. So stop. 
Never, never do that with narcissists. And I have a whole video, by the way, on stop defending yourself and do this instead. Check it out. It will definitely help you. Number three, never do this with narcissists. Never expect them to change. They're not going to change. Sit around and like watch your toenails grow instead. It's definitely a better use of your time. Never expect them to change. Never do that with narcissists either. You know what else you should never do with narcissists? Never expect them to take responsibility because they're never going to. They're not going to take responsibility for their actions. They, they can't. It would like they'd rather die. They just can't do that. They don't have enough of a sense of self to do that. They feel like if they do that, that like they would, you know, somehow collapse. Like it literally is like their downfall. It's like they're undoing if they would have to do that. Number five, never give them ammunition. That gives them narcissistic supply. That's what they want. Don't, don't give them bait. Don't give them ammunition. Number six, don't make excuses for their bad behavior. Never do that with narcissists. When you make excuses for them, it like feeds their conditioning. I know you want to because it allows you to sort of justify your own behavior sometimes or, or why you've stayed or whatever. But don't, don't do that. Never, never do that with narcissists either. Next thing is never get into the mud with them. Again, you get sucked down into it and now you're in it and now you're down there. And where do you think you're going down there? And the only place you end up is now they end up using that against you. And now they accuse you of being the emotional one. And now they've got all kinds of ammunition that they can use against you and blah, 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 blah. And the cycle keeps going. It's not good. It's not good. Remember, by the way, that it's like being with a narcissist is like getting arrested. Anything you do or say is going to end up being used against you. So what are you going to do with that? So I want you to write right now in the comments, I will stay out of the mud. That in the comments right now, I will stay out of the mud. And then never get sucked back in. That's number eight. Never get sucked back in. That's another thing that you're going to do with narcissists. I will never get sucked back in. I will not get sucked back in. Number nine, never fall for the future fake. Never fall for the future lies. Never fall for, I promise I will be different. I promise it's never going to be like this again. I promise that from now on, it's going to be different what roses, rainbows, and kittens, and butterflies never fall for the future fake. That's the number nine thing never to do with narcissists. Number 10, number 10, this is from my attorney heart to you. Never put anything in writing that you don't want to see again. Don't sign something that you don't want to see again, or put something in writing that you don't want to see again. Because remember, and anything you put your hand to is a potential trial exhibit. So don't sign something. Don't sign a contract. Don't put send to something. Don't sign. Don't send texts, emails, post things on Instagram, Facebook, anything like that that you don't think that you ever want to see again. Because you will. You will. At a very inopportune time, you know, cross-examination, whatever, that you don't want to see again because they will. 
They'll make sure to use it where you're going to, and they're going to try. They're going to bait you, trigger you, use it against you, and you're not going to be happy about it. So never put anything in writing that you're not going to be happy about having to see again. So those are the 10 things never to do with narcissists. Make sure you be careful. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. Any kind of languaging that is going to make the other person feel like they've been insulted, like they're being controlled, like they're not being respected, like they're not being heard, that they don't feel valued, is not going to be helpful to the resolution process. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life? Whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets. And so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to break free from hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. This is a person where being a victim means everything to them. And if you hang around them long enough, you'll see that this is a person who will refuse to say they're sorry unless they need to do it because there's an audience there. You know, they'll do it if they, if there's a manipulation factor going on, you know, they'll do it like, oh, in front of the marriage counselor or in front of other people, you know, because it makes them look good. And now we return to today's show. getting ready to go into a negotiation. You're wondering what should you say? What should you not say? What should you definitely stay away from? And believe me, there are certain phrases that you definitely do not want to say. So number one, number one is I'm giving this. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, 
or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bestlife to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bestlife. Did you know that Americans spend more than 90% of their time indoors and that in some cases, indoor air can actually be more polluted than outdoor air? And that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. Airborne allergens are the most common allergy triggers such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. We are so happy to introduce an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor is amazing and it comes with no questions asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctor.com and use the promo code Your Best Life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You're saving up to 40% off. Lock in this special offer by going to AIR. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use the promo code Your Best Life. An hour where I'm giving this 30 minutes and then I'm out of here. So you don't want to start off with like you're giving us some time frame that puts everybody on edge right away. Um, and, and now everybody thinks they need to hurry up or whatever. That's definitely a narcissist move, by the way. I've seen narcissists do that a lot, um, where they come in and they start throwing around, like, I'm only staying this long, or I'm only staying that long. and That's it. And then I'm out of here. Um, because they want everybody to be on edge right away. They want everybody to be like scurrying and scrambling and trying to hurry up to try to get things done. And they want to try to control the process. They want people to be afraid, nervous about what's going to happen or whatever. So, um, it is definitely not something that's highly recommended, especially when you want to resolve your issues. Um, and especially if you are dealing with a narcissist, because that's not going to help them. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help them want to work with you. Okay. So don't start off with, I'm only staying for X amount of time. Um, that will definitely put somebody on edge. So, you know, the purpose of these phrases and this video today is to let you know what kinds of things you want to stay away from saying because you want to try to actually get something done. If you actually want to get somewhere with your negotiation, then you want to try to avoid using these phrases. Okay. So another one that you definitely want to stay away from is something like, this is my final offer. Take it or leave it. This is it especially if you're early on in the process. Now, if you're down the road, y'all have been sitting there for hours and hours and hours, and you've already been back and forth. You already know what your choke point is. You've done your risk assessment. 
By the way, if you want to know all the things that I'm talking about, grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. That will help you do all of these things. But you've already figured out what your best case scenario is, what your worst case scenario is, what your choke point is, what your walkaway point is, which those are the same. Um, And you've, you've gone, okay, now this is my final R4. Fine. But you don't walk in and start off at the beginning going, this is the deal, take it or leave it. If you don't take it, I'm out of here. Because that's not going to, nobody's taking that. I mean, you know, even if it's a deal that you want, just imagine that it's presented to you in that way. You're going to go, oh, no, because, you know, you're kind of acting like a jackass, right? So you don't, you don't want to do that. So if you want something to actually be done, you actually want something to be considered where you can actually maybe get some, you know, ground in this thing and gain uh, something out of it. And you don't start off with, here's the deal, take it or leave it. Okay, so the next word that you never want to say straight up in a negotiation is no, because that's not going to help either. When you're dealing with a narcissist, especially, they hate the word no. Uh, And by the way, you should also check out my video on words narcissists hate. And definitely no is one of them, even if it is a no. I mean, you might want to just say, I'll consider it. Uh, what's your reasoning for this, uh, this offer? It's always good to know what their reasoning is behind the offer. You know, why is it that they're offering this? Get them to talk a little bit. Because one of the things that is really important to know is that even if you don't settle in mediation or in the negotiation, or in arbitration, or whatever it is that you're in in that particular conversation, and you don't have a resolution, it's a great way to get information. It's a great information gathering time. So get them to tell you more about it. Why is it that you think that this is a good deal? Why is it that you think that I should take this? What supporting documentation do you have? Uh, what arguments are you going to be using down the road if we don't settle this now? Um, why do you think that it would be a good deal for me? Um, and why is it a good deal for you? Why is it that you want this deal? You know, ask more questions rather than just say no straight up off the bat. Because if you just say no, you're just going to piss them off. You're going to annoy them. They're going to get up. They're going to walk away. And then you've lost the opportunity, even if your answer is straight up no, to get more information and gather more um, documentation that you could potentially use. And, And, you know, by the way, if they start giving you all of their arguments and all of their documentation, then the next time you go to sit down for a conversation, you know exactly how to refute that. You know exactly what research you need to do so that you can be prepared for whatever the next meeting is, if there is going to be one. So don't just say no straight up off the bat for a number of reasons. One being that you're not going to get anywhere with that. And second, you're actually losing an opportunity for yourself to gain more information. The next one is never use any kind of a devaluation or any kind of a slur or even using any kind of like tone where you're like, yeah, I know that this is what you want, but 
you're not getting it or, um, or that's ridiculous and that's never going to happen. That's actually another good phrase never to use, which is that's never going to happen. Uh, because that's, you know, again, you don't want to put people in a situation where they're immediately put off, where they immediately are just like, uh, why am I having this conversation? Let me just get up. Let me just leave right now. You want to hold them there. You want to them to have a conversation with you. Uh, and, and so the longer that you can be in conversation with each other, the more rapport that you can build. And so in building a rapport, you definitely don't want to be uh, slurring the people. Certainly don't use any kind of racial slurs, any kind of gender slurs, anything against religion or uh, anything about the person as a human being, you know, you really never want to get personal when it comes to negotiating. You don't want to say, you know, something about, you know, like your mom is an alcoholic or something like, you know, Eddie Murphy with uh, the ice cream man thing. You know, I mean, you don't want to say things like that, right? Um, clearly that's off, way off topic and way um, so far afield and will just inflame, inflame the situation and cause the person to go, well, I'm never having any kind of conversation with you. Uh, and, and maybe you're fine with that. You know, I mean, obviously you want to know before you go into the room where your parameters are and what your walkaway point is. But if you're in conversation with this person, then that means that you do want something from them. And you have to remember that all people want to feel seen, heard, and valued. All people want to know that they matter in some way. And that's why my book is called Negotiate Like You Matter. And the acronym, it matters actually the acronym for how to negotiate because all people want to feel that they matter. Now, obviously, if you're dealing with a, a narcissist, it's like heightened by a gazillion because they, they have to be the focal point and, you know, they really want to know that they matter. But um, you, you always need to make sure that you're providing value for value. Nobody's going to settle for their worst day. You know, remember your best day is probably the other side's worst day and nobody's going to have a conversation when it, it means that they're settling for their worst possible scenario. So, you know, deciding ahead of time what it is that you're going to give up will really be helpful. Now, when you're dealing with a narcissist, you might kind of like use a decoy and, and act like the thing that you're giving up is the thing you really wanted when it's really something you were going to be willing to give up in the first place. You kind of have to ethically manipulate the manipulator a little bit. Um, and if you want to know more about that, check out my video on manipulating the narcissist. Uh, because that's something you definitely have to do when you are dealing with a narcissist. The point of all of this is you don't want to use any kind of language that's going to cause the person to immediately go, that's it, I'm out of here. I'm not having this conversation because you're putting them on edge right away. I mean, even when you go to tackle the issues, you know, one of the T's in my matter, M-A-T-T-E-R, is tackle hard issues second, meaning start with areas where you might agree and then work toward the more contested issues. Because then you're building a rapport. You're building a situation where you feel like the momentum is going. You're actually covering ground. You're making headway. And so any kind of languaging that is going to make the other person feel like they're, they've been insulted, 
like they're being controlled, like they're not being respected, like they're not being heard, that they don't feel valued, is not going to be helpful to the resolution process. And if resolution and coming to an agreement is what it is that you want, then staying away from those particular words will help you and it will go a long way. Now, if you have a narcissist in your world, then you need to stop doing some certain things right now that may be costing you. Costing you what, may you ask? Costing you your sanity, your mental health, costing you money, costing you leverage, costing you things that you might want in your divorce action, costing you all kinds of things, including the life you want and on and on. So you're going to want to stop doing these things right now. And if you're not sure if you're married to a narcissist, then you're going to want to check out my video uh, called, Are You Married to a Narcissist? And if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a business partnership, friendship, neighbor, employee, boss, whatever, then you're going to want to stop doing these things right now. So drum roll, please. Number 10. Number 10 is never call them a narcissist. They hate that. Number one, they're never going to see themselves as a narcissist. And number two, then whatever you call them, that's what you're going to become. Because they always end up projecting, gaslighting, manipulating, all of those things that narcissists like to do. And it's just going to get turned around and become that that's what you are. And they're going to say that you have all of those traits and everything that you say. So you're going to end up being the one that's called the narcissist. So don't call them a narcissist. That's number 10. All right. Number nine. Number nine is don't let them cross boundaries that you've set. So if you've listened to some of my other videos or you've listened to my webinars or you've, you've followed me at all, then you know that what, one of the things that I say all the time is that you have to create really definite boundaries when you're dealing with narcissists. Narcissists don't respect boundaries. That's part of their entitlement and their control and all of the things that they're involved with. So if you go ahead and set boundaries, like I'm not going to allow this person into this part of my life, or I'm not going to allow this person to communicate with me in any way other than this particular way, or I'm not going to allow this person to, you know, whatever it is, and you've laid down those boundaries. Now, if you let them cross those boundaries, now you're lowering the bar, lowering the bar, and they know exactly how much they have to push next time to get you to blow past those boundaries. Because as soon as you set a boundary, first thing they're going to do is try to blow past that. So you're actually conditioning that narcissist. It's almost like behavior modification uh, tactics. So every time you allow them to blow past that boundary, then they know that that's, they, they can just need, need to have a little bit more of a tantrum, have a little bit more of narcissistic rage next time, a little bit angrier, and you'll, you'll, you'll step back. So once you fix a boundary, you need to stay with it and never let them cross that. Okay, so that's number nine. Number eight is never allow them to disrespect you. This kind of goes hand in hand with the boundaries. I mean, they can do the things that they're going to do. They'll gaslight, manipulate, intimidate, 
get, get their, gather their flying monkeys on their side, do all the things that narcissists do, pathologically lie. But if you allow them to disrespect you by calling you names and things like that, then again, you are setting that goal, setting that that standard for how far they can go. Um, you know, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said that no one can um, give you or treat you in any way that you don't give them permission to. And so don't give them permission to. Uh, if, they, if they disrespect you, you can very calmly say to them, I'm not going to have a conversation with you while you're disrespecting me. Or we can speak again later when you've gathered yourself and you're under control and you can speak to me in a way that is respectful. So, and as soon as you say that you're not respecting, you're not being respected, they'll say, well, you're not respecting me. So you can just say, absolutely, I'm respecting you. And that's why I don't think it's, it's productive for us to have a conversation right now or whatever you need to say. But the next one is, Stop letting them disrespect you. All right, number seven is stop expecting them to take responsibility for their actions. They're not going to. That's part of being a narcissist. They're not going to say, oh, you know, I really shouldn't have treated you like that. Or um, you're right, I screwed up at that project. Or I mean, I've had employees like that in my law practice where you know, it's mistake after mistake after mistake. And, you know, it's always someone else's fault some or something else that happened. It's never their fault. Um, and that's what you're going to see with narcissists too. So stop expecting them to take responsibility for their actions. They're not going to. And number six, stop explaining or justifying. When you get those emails that's, that are very clearly meant to trigger you, that call you the deadbeat dad or call you the crappy mom or say that you're irresponsible or whatever. I mean, they're, they're trying to bait you. They're trying to goad you. They're trying to inflame you. They're trying to incite you. That's what narcissists do because that's how they get control over you. Once you, you lose control, then they know that they have you. So... You know, if you go into this whole thing where you're trying to explain, you're trying to defend, you're trying to justify, you're, you're oversharing all these things, then you're just giving them control. Again, you're handing them control. So stop doing that. Stop explaining. Stop justifying. Stop trying to uh, get them to see what you're trying to say. It, it, it's pointless anyway. And so, um, just save your energy on that. All right, number five. Number five is stop giving them ammunition. Remember that every text, every email, everything that you put in writing will always be used against you if they can. So don't give them ammunition. Don't behave in a way that gives them ammunition. Don't say anything that gives you ammunition. And believe me, I know that what I'm telling you to do right now is almost superhuman. You have to be Superman or Wonder Woman and just have the strength and the discipline to not react. But, um, you know, if you need to go and react, go and react outside of the presence of that narcissist. Scream, at, you know, when you're in therapy, scream to your best friend, scream to, you know, your pillow, go home and yell, go in the bathroom and cry, you know, um, whatever you need to do. Like, don't show the narcissist that they've gotten to you. Don't you dare do that. And don't give them any ammunition. 
All right, number four is don't take anything personally. Remember that the narcissist inside is the scared little hollow chocolate Easter bunny that has absolutely nothing inside, has no ability to have any empathy, any compassion, or any caring for any single person but themselves. It's all about self-preservation for them. It's like as if you have a really bad toothache, and when you have a really terrible toothache, all you can feel is that toothache. You don't really understand what, what, what impact you might be having on somebody else if you scream at them or you yell at them or whatever. That's what's going on with the narcissist. Everything is manipulated and for their use to make themselves feel better, to give them that narcissistic supply. They'll grab onto it like, like those hitchhiker things that stick onto clothes, whatever they can do to grab onto something to give them narcissistic supply. It's all about them. So you can't ever take it personally it, when they cut you down, when they are nasty to you, when they uh, degrade you, devalue you, it's all about trying to make themselves feel better. It has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with your value as a human being. So remember that and never take anything personally. All right, number three, stop expecting them to have empathy, care, concern, or compassion. Stop expecting that. They're not going to give it to you. As I said, they don't have the ability to give it to you. You know, people can only give what they have. And you're seriously expecting blood out of a stone. It's not going to happen. They just don't have the ability to. It's like wishing someone had an arm if they don't. If somebody doesn't have arms, you can't go and tell them to go pick up something off the floor with their hands because they don't have them. So, And that's what you're basically expecting a narcissist to do when you're expecting care, compassion, empathy, or concern. It doesn't exist for them. They don't even understand really what you're saying, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, speaking a different language. They they understand that other people have that, I think, but they don't have it. So stop expecting it. All right. Number two, don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate how far they will go how far they will go to protect their ego, how far they will go to maintain control, how far they will go to make themselves look good and you look bad. They'll basically do whatever they can get away with. So, and even then some, you know, so they'll they'll do whatever they need to do for their own self-preservation and to make, Make it make sure that they're the ones that come out smelling like the rose, or looks like they're the ones wearing the white hat versus the black hat, or whatever it is um, that they need to do. Their survival instinct is strong, and they've been manipulating since the beginning of time for themselves. So you know that whole ten thousand hours to become an expert at something. Well, they've got way more hours than that. They are master manipulators. So don't underestimate them. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve it. And don't underestimate how far they'll go. And number one, number one is don't waste your breath, energy, time, mental power, or anything else 
trying to get them to see the error of their ways. Don't get them, try to get them to see, geez, look what you're doing to the children. They don't care. Look what you're doing to me. They don't care. Look at the impact that you're, you're having on this or that. They don't care. All they care about is self-preservation and survival. So if you sit there and you try to say, you know, look at how much I've done for you. I can't believe you're doing this to me. This doesn't even make any sense. What you're saying doesn't even make any sense. It's not reasonable. <laughs> wasting breath, wasting breath, wasting energy. Okay? They're not going to see the error of their ways. You can try to point out uh, that they lied in a text message. They, you know, I just recently got an email from someone that said that, you know, they have an email where the person got a text from, or it was a text that they had gotten from some woman they were cheating with. And it specifically said all kinds of sexual things. And yet he stood right there and, and said to her, I'm not cheating. And, and, and she just said she was trying to fight back with him and trying to show him, well, that doesn't, you know, waste of time, waste of time, waste of energy, spend your time on your strategy, spend your time on your communication skills, spend your time on, on plotting how you're going to get out of this relationship with this person. If you can spend your time on something that's productive like self-care for yourself. I have a whole video on self-care with a narcissist and I will drop a link to that below. Spend your time on how you're going to outsmart the nar narcissist. I have a video on that and I'll drop a link to that one below. But don't spend your time trying to get them to see the error of their ways or how they're impacting anyone else. They're not going to see it and your time is better spent somewhere else like on you. Okay, so we're going to go through the top five mistakes that people make when dealing with narcissists. And I've seen these when people are negotiating with narcissists and also in dealing with them. And I've also made them myself in dealing with the narcissists that I've had to deal with. I had to deal with a couple of covert narcissists in my personal life as well, one in a business setting and one in a family setting. The one I'm saving for last is the reason why I really wanted to make this video. Okay, so stay tuned for that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we carry them and we bottle them up, it can definitely affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash negotiate. Okay, so number one is do not make the mistake of falling into the trap of their future faking. They will future fake you. They will make you think that they've changed. What happens is you will leave. You will maybe come back. You will think that they have changed. They have not changed. 
Okay. Do not think that they have changed. Do not fall for that. Do not come into thinking that they may have changed. I have interviewed people on this. I have talked to people on this. You can listen to my interviews on this. You can talk to people on this. Don't think that they have changed. They have not changed. Unfortunately, they just don't. So don't fall for that. That's one of the top five mistakes that we make is falling for the future fake, thinking they may have changed when they have not. Don't fall for it. You know what future faking is, right? It's like things are going to be better now, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like a love bomb, but it's already happened. Like you're you're already in the relationship. And when you're trying to hold them accountable for something and them saying, oh, things are going to be different now thing, don't look into the past, look to the future. Don't think that they're going to change. They won't. It's a whole manipulation. Okay. Number two is don't think that you're going to get closure from them. You're not going to. Okay. Just forget about it. I thought that I was going to be able to get closure in my relationship with the the business narcissist. And you just, you can't. I thought that I was going to be able to have a nice amicable relationship going forward. You can't. And I've seen people fall prey to this many times as well. And you're just not going to be able to do that. As much as you try to wrap things up in a nice little bow and move forward nicely, they're just not capable. They're just too wounded. And so as as much as you think that you're going to try to get that closure, you're going to have to get your own closure. Just knowing that you can move forward, knowing that you are healed, knowing that you are going to be a better person from everything that you're learning from this situation, That's the closure that you're getting. The next big mistake that we make in dealing with narcissists is hoping for acknowledgement from them and thinking that you're going to maybe get acknowledgement for anything that you contributed to the relationship because you're not going to get it. You're not going to get acknowledgement from them. They're not going to say, oh yeah, you're right, you did a good job, or oh yeah, you're right, you contributed to my career, or yeah, you helped me in that situation, or you made my life better in this way. You're not going to get that. They're not going to make it seem like, sure, you get to take credit for anything. In fact, if anything, they're going to make it look like you're the problem. You know, I have a whole video on that, you know, five ways that they actually try to make you look like the problem. And you can check out my video on that. So they're definitely not going to give you credit for anything. And and so we make this mistake of thinking, try to give me credit for this. Try to give me, acknowledge me. And if I could just talk to you one more time, if I could just get you to see, stop, stop banging your head against that wall. Banging your head against a brick wall would actually be more satisfying. So that's the next big, huge mistake. All right. And the next one is expecting any kind of loyalty whatsoever. You're not going to get any kind of loyalty. The only loyalty that they have is to the highest bidder for their supply. You know that they need an endless amount of narcissistic supply. They, you know that they, they're going to go to wherever the best form of supply is that they can get. 
And so that's where they're going to go. I mean, they're going to go to wherever they can get it. They're like vultures. So if, if down the road, there is a better form of it, that's where they're heading. I mean, they're not going to have loyalty toward you if there's a better form of supply somewhere else. So you can't take that personally because it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It only has to do with them. Okay, you ready for the last one? This is really the reason why I wanted to do this video. I was actually going to maybe just do the video on just this topic. I was actually thinking about maybe just doing it on the one big mistake that we make with narcissists. But then I thought, well, there's so many. So I, I, I decided I, I didn't mention the other ones. But this is really one that I see so often in negotiating that I thought I have to mention this one. Okay. And that is thinking any sort of like this gratuitous giving is going to garner some sort of favor down the road. It doesn't. Okay. So if you think that you're negotiating with them in some way, And that giving them something on the front end is going to get you something on the back end. You're like totally kidding yourself because it's not. They're just going to take it and like, okay, great. And your point is what? It's like, it's done. They have it and that's it. And now they want more. So what I see a lot of times is people will say, well, I'm going to show them how nice I'm being because I'll show them I don't want any part of their retirement or I'll show them that I won't touch this or I won't ask them for support or whatever, giving up leverage. And then they just take that. And then they realize down halfway into the case that they're like, it didn't help at all. The narcissist is being horrible and horrendous anyway. And now they've given up that leverage. Now they wish they hadn't been that way or they didn't hire the good lawyer, or they didn't get a a custody agreement done at the beginning like their lawyer told them to, or whatever it was that they didn't do because they thought that this gratuitous giving will garner some sort of favor for them down the road. It doesn't. It's a big lie. It's a big fat waste of time. They will not honor agreements. They'll just take. And they will not see that and acknowledge that. And you're just going to end up feeling used and abused. Let me just tell you, if they were a lying, denying, horrible spouse, they're not going to be better during the divorce. And by the way, this goes for if you're breaking up in a business relationship or any kind of a relationship. This is a massive mistake that I see with people that somehow you think that if you show them how nice you are, that they're going to see that and that you'll be rewarded for that. You won't. Don't fall into that trap. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do what you have to do to end up at fair. And don't feel guilty for that. Do what you have to do to take care of yourself. 
Do what you have to do to take care of your family if you have kids. So let's talk then about the don'ts. Because I think in some ways the do's, while reassuring, the don'ts are where we can really steer people away from the rocks. Yeah, so we talked a little bit in the previous video about boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I would say don't let them cross your boundaries. You know, once you have set an expectation or you you've said you know we're only going to use this app to communicate mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. or or I have exclusive occupancy of the house you're not allowed to come over unless you email me first and get mm-hmm. my permission mm-hmm. um, you're not allowed to show up at my office unless you ask me first you know mm-hmm. whatever expectations you've set, you have to stick to it and don't allow them to cross those mm-hmm, boundaries mm-hmm. because that's something that very, that's very typical of mm-hmm. all the narcissists. Mm-hmm. They don't believe that boundaries apply to them. Well, that's the entitlement. The entitlement is boundaries don't come. They apply to you. And in fact, many times, the narcissist will weaponize boundaries. They'll learn that fancy word through the whole process of going through this. And they'll say, you're crossing my boundary. But they, they will do it organically. They've always done it. And I, and I think, like you said, you nailed it. And we talked about this in the other videos, too, is this idea of not wanting to seem like the stick in the mud, like, oh, okay, I, what do you mean you can't meet at Starbucks? Are you so rigid? Well, you don't want to be a rigid girl, so a rigid guy. So I think that you have to remember boundaries are an incredibly important foundation because you're going to need them going forward. The divorce is just a process setting you up for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. as long as you particularly have minor children, this is going to be an issue. But even if you don't, I mean, one day these kids might get married or have a graduation and on and on and on. The more you can stick to those boundaries and be consistent about them, mm-hmm. the more they will be easier to practice in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So another don't is is to get emotional or feel victimized mm-hmm. or take things yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all kind of the same boat there, mm-hmm. just feeling, um, you know, hurt when they lie mm-hmm. about you or when they they engage in their smear campaign, which is something mm-hmm. they're probably going to do. Um, you know, don't engage with that. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a really big don't and it's really, really important that you try to look at it from a factual point of view, almost mm-hmm. as if you're watching a movie mm-hmm. of your life. Oh, I just see that he just said that to her mm-hmm. and then you're just mm-hmm. going to say, okay, I see, you know, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Bill Eddy, who I've interviewed mm-hmm. on my show, and um, so for my listeners, you can go back and watch the interviews that I have with him in, in um, the video form or on my podcast. He talks about the BIF method, which is brief, informative, friendly, and mm-hmm. firm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's basically the whole premise of what he's saying is don't engage, mm-hmm. don't be pulled into the mud Mm -hmm. because as soon as you go off the handle, as soon as you're crying, screaming, yelling, Mm -hmm. fighting back, now you're in the mud with them. Now they know they have you. And and I think that this, you know, and listen, we're all saying the same thing. Bill Eddy, Dr. Romney, everybody is saying the same thing, okay? So it's that that don't engage becomes this absolutely, you know, critical pivot on this. You know, I'm going to put my little bit of shrink wrap on this, which is, you know, you Good. you are feeling, okay? You are feeling. So we, no one can tell you don't, you know, to, to stop feeling. You will feel. It's how you communicate that feeling in a moment. So in many ways, what we're suggesting is actually quite superhuman. It's putting this strong tsunami of emotion behind a dam. And that it doesn't mean you'll never show it. You've got to find those places to show it. 
if you're in therapy of some kind, mm. if you have trusted friends. Some people find other ways to sublimate it through creative approaches, through writing, mm. through exercise, um, through spirituality. There's places that they take it. Um, I even in my retreats come up with sort of sort of ritualized exercises we're gonna we do to help people let go of some of this because some of it you can't you have to express it or you will get sick. But it is this sense of one place you can actually get a lot of, um, you can get a lot of, I don't know how to, self-possession in all of this. A relationship with a narcissist feels like you're constantly on a chaotic roller coaster that's about to go off the tracks all the time. And so you're always living in this fear, exhilaration, confusion kind of a situation. But what becomes interesting is if you can learn to be that serene self, and I often say you've got to channel this serenity. You're going to be calm. You're going to be tight. You're going to keep your answers brief. Once you practice that even just one or two times, you're going to recognize the power of it. And there is a power you feel in that moment. You may literally have to keep tears behind. You may go to the restroom and wipe them off. Anytime you you do know you're going to be doing this kind of work, meeting with mediators, going to court, sitting in lawyer's offices and having to encounter that narcissist again, keep your makeup kit and tissues and all that because you may cry it all off in the bathroom, put it all back on. Let Give yourself that out, but do not let them see the crack because they will always exploit those beautiful vulnerabilities you have, but unfortunately your vulnerabilities in their hands become weapons. A hundred percent. And the more you do that, the more you slap that makeup back on and go mm-hmm. back in there, the more powerful you mm-hmm. feel yes, you and do. the more confident mm-hmm. you feel. Yeah. Like that fake mm-hmm. it till you make it really mm-hmm. is true, yep. Yep. actually. Yep. So my last don't is really just don't give in mm-hmm. and don't give up mm-hmm. because they will try everything they can to get you to do mm-hmm. the, that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they, you yeah. know, so just be patient and persevere. Keep going because um, it will be worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you one last don't from my side, which you know is at the absolute central core of the thesis of my book, Should I Stay or Should I Go, is don't maintain false hope. Your relationship got this far because you came at it from a place of hope and fear. Hope that it might get better, they might change after this deadline, after the baby gets older, after this, it never happened. Okay, so don't maintain Mm -hmm. that false hope. The other thing that kept you in place was fear. I don't want to be alone forever. What will other people think? I Mm -hmm. vowed to myself I wouldn't get divorced. I'm not Mm going to be able to afford to live, and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. That powerful alchemy of hope and fear is what keeps these relationships going. But it's critical as you go through this process, you don't maintain false hope. Part of your attorney's job is that you don't get to maintain that false hope. Mm. If you walk into your attorney's office and say, hey, I want everything and I want 100% custody, it's your attorney's job saying, sweetie, I mean, I'll get you what I can, but you ain't getting that. If you have an attorney that says, oh, I'll get you 100% of his paycheck for alimony and 100% custody, keep going. Yeah, can you, yeah so the, <laughs> Find those, a different yes. lawyer. <laughs> so you don't want to get those false hopes, you know, maintained and like, you know, people, I can't begin to tell you how many people out there said, I got this and once the judge sees what a jerk he is, they're going to give me everything. And then they go and sit in an attorney's office and the attorney says, here's what we're looking at. And the person will say, you mean that the judge is potentially going to let them have the kids half the time? They said, potentially, you can count on it. And for a lot of people, they said, 
and they're completely shattered. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, that is such a good point. So I talk about divorce law versus divorce mm -hmm. justice. Mm -hmm. Those are my little words mm -hmm. for it. So divorce law is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's how it just gets applied. Mm -hmm. The judges, I mean, in mediation, you might be able to veer off from the law a little mm -hmm. bit. But if you end up in front of a judge, the judge's job, they're sworn yeah. to apply the law. Mm -hmm. That's all they can do. That is all they can do. If they don't apply the law, they'll get appealed. They won't get reelected. All kinds mm -hmm. of bad things start to happen to them. Judges get graded on how mm -hmm. many times they get appealed. So, you know, they, they're not going to do anything other than apply the mm -hmm. law. And so, you know, these people have these notions yes, that yes, people yes. are going to go in and the heavens are going to open. Well, TV and justice. they're going to see what yeah. a horrible person he's yeah, been yeah. to me and he's going to give me everything that is not going to happen mm -hmm. it's just not yeah so yeah. you know divorce justice doesn't happen mm -hmm. and, and and you know the gavels are not magic wands they mm -hmm. can't make the other person no. be mm -hmm. a good person no. they no. can't make them into a good dad right. they right. can't make no. them into having a conscience mm -hmm. they can't make them care no. you no. know there's only so much they can order right. them to do and remember and this is one thing i got into one of my youtube videos you may want to check out narcissism isn't against the law it feels like it should be against the law but it's not against the law so even if that judge and you may never hear it from her or him might be thinking oh my god this guy is such a jerk there that is not against the law and at the end of the day as Rebecca's saying that, that is their job to see to see through the law they are that they deliver that and I and and listen I've heard people hear things as as harsh from judges as saying you chose this person. It's not the job of this court to correct your bad decision making. And it's devastating for people to hear. It's devastating. It really is. You know, sadly, yes, there may be a grain of truth to it. However, you know, and this is in my big fantasy Dr. Romney world is all of what we're talking about. I wish people could see this before they even really start dating and getting yeah, married. So you know, I mean, true. That's a, that to me, my mission is to teach people to be better gatekeepers. So you don't sit in a courtroom one day yeah. and you know you think about the 10,000 red flags you ignored you to get into that day. Or whatever. And then yeah. when, the, when the judge finally says to you, like, you made this choice. Yeah, you know, I know that. And it is not the job of the court to fix that mess, it really isn't. No. Hopefully they could get it righter than they do because they often don't get it right, frankly. And then in, in the next issue being that it isn't against the law. And I think it's no. heartbreaking. I wish it was, and if I ran the world, it would be, but I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and it's not it's not against a being you know you can have narcissistic parents too Absolutely. and it doesn't it's not grounds no, for taking no, custody no, it's from not. them it's really so not. unfortunately no. yeah it's, it's a is, tough one so don't give in and don't give yeah, up no. and don't and and don't have false hope thanks for listening to this episode of negotiate your best life remember that I have brand new episodes just like this on my YouTube channel every single day. So if you want to be empowered every single day, head over to my YouTube channel. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Zung or my TikTok at Rebecca Zung as well. And remember that you can pre-order my book right now at slaythebully.com and get early access to the manuscript as well as tons of other books bonuses and make sure to register for my brand new 
webinar, my new master class at Break Free from Hell. And it's Breaking Free from Hell. Take back your power emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I can't wait to support you in your journey to taking back your power. And otherwise, I will see you right back here for the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I am so excited to supporting you. And remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official health care partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Hey, Slayers, I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about, Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever and take your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring, and each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.